0: cuz i haven't man i haven't been on my skype and i don't know how long so i had to like download and undownload
1: of Idea Lemon's Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. My name is Rajiv Nathan, a.k.a. The Raj Nation. I am the Idea Lemon co-founder and your show's co-host. I am joined once again by my co-founder and co-host, Martin McGovern, a.k.a. Marty McFly. This is Discover Your Inner Awesome, the only show where you get to eavesdrop on conversations with entrepreneurs, artists, and musicians about the stories, the journeys, the struggles, but most importantly, the questions. The questions that help us all better understand who we are, what we're doing, and how we can do it better. In this episode, we sit down with actor and activist Lancelot Newton. Lance has appeared in shows like Chicago Fire, Sirens, as well as commercials, and has had a strong voice in the Black Lives Matter movement this year. With that said, we ask the question, how do you take action? Now, before we dive in, I want to send a quick reminder and invitation to you, our listener, to join our tribe, if you're not a member already, of Amazing People over at IdeaLemon.com. All you have to do is enter your email address there. You will never miss an episode of this show and continue to discover your inner awesome. All right, let's dive in now to our conversation with Lancelot Newton, where we explore the question, how do you take action? Let's listen in.
0: I've been in school for the last uh, three months at the School of Steppenwolf, which has a uh, summer intensive program, which is Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6:30 30 p.m. Um, so it's pretty intense. Uh, basically, it's a program where you have to be available all summer. So, you know, they don't allow us to work. Uh, they try to um, have you in school all the time. So they also suggest or strongly encourage you to not audition. Um, it would be very, very difficult to be involved in uh, something else like a show or anything if you're in the program. So they try to make sure everyone is available for the whole summer to constantly be uh, partake in everything that the school has to offer and to be like an ensemble, to build an ensemble with a, a group of, um, you would be one of 24 people. Um, so basically, you're spending your whole summer with these people, getting to know what makes them tick and what makes them want to do art, and um, yeah, and trusting everything that you have to offer with these people. So yeah, that's that's what I've been doing for the last three months.
1: And then when you are thinking about like what's next for you, what is on the horizon here, and where do you find yourself like really wanting to take action or, or struggling with?
0: With uh, where to take action? Yeah, um, basically, you know, with the whole idea of wanting to take action, I would say uh, the strongest thing that's been on my mind, uh, even before I uh, started, started uh, at the School of Steppenwolf, was, um, you know, this whole uh, social injustice and uh, the Black Lives Matter movement um, and the way how that has influenced my art. And what i uh, what is important to me and what I want to do as an artist, uh, I think it has been th- this whole social injustice has created uh, created something that makes people feel helpless um, like they don't know what to either either you don't know what to do or there's nothing for you to do um and i I think it hit me, you know, with, with watching another death, uh, uh, innocent life taken in the streets by, you know, um, police officers. It, it hit me in a way of like, you know, what can I do? How can I get involved? How can I, you know, make a difference? And it's like, what's the closest thing to me? And that's creating art. That's, you know, being an artist and how the, do, how does my art reflect what's happening in real life? And I think that's, That is the strength about art, artistry, is how it reflects real life and everyday situations and how we relate to it, Um, and not about profit and how talented I am, but just you know what does my heart, mind, and spirit, how does that connect with with, what's around me? Um, So, I was working on a uh, spoken word piece um, that I actually wrote uh, a year ago. We did um, at Bare Feet. You know, we practice yoga, so. Uh, you know, we did a, uh, what was that? That was like a slam, like a slam yeah. poetry night or whatnot. Yeah, yeah you know, so we, I, I did a spoken word piece there that wasn't even finished at the time when I presented it. Um, so I wrote this, you know, um, a, like last summer and everything that I, and we performed it December of last year. Uh, so everything that I presented then is, just as relevant now as it was the day when I wrote it. Um, and since then, we've had, you know, uh, still, what, five more, three to five more deaths by uh, police officers, you know, being, uh, you know, whatever the situation was. Now, here we are again, you know, in the same situation. And, and I think for me, it was just like, I'm, I'm tired of feeling hopeless. I'm tired of feeling like, you know, the only way to get involved is getting a group of people together and, and marching in the streets and, you know, protesting and, and in a sense, we're past that time. You know what I'm saying? Like doing that does not get the same result as it did in, you know, Malcolm X's day, Martin Luther King day, you know. Um, so, so it's like, what is the most influential thing of our time? And, and that's social media. You know everything from Twitter to Facebook and and GroupMe uh, and, and it's applying pressure and and that's that's what it is that's the answer right there that is uh, you know how do you get involved and that's applying pressure to to the situation that speaks to you the most uh, never letting it enter your mind and then and then you being temporarily affected by it and feeling like. Uh, oh, you know, this just happened and everybody's upset for, you know, 30 minutes and it's over. No, if it bothers you, if you're upset about it, if, if you feel something is truly not right or you have something to speak to every day, make that a part of your mission to say, I'm going to write about it every day, five minutes a day. I'm going to make a video about it every day, two minutes a day. Um, and post it. Post it on your favorite social media network or, or you know, uh, Go to talent shows and display that, because if you have the ability to write about it, if you have the ability to um, make a video about it, act about it, sing about it, um, your talent is going to shine through. You know, um, and and I think we've got we've gotten so caught up on how talented people are. You know, it's. With, with the development of social media, you now see so many people who can act, who can dance, who can sing, you know, who can rap, which is great. But then you start to realize it's not about the talent. I mean, talent is a dime a dozen. Everybody has talent. It's w- what does your art represent? What do you stand for? You know, what is it that you have to basically offer cult- culture? You know, um, and it's not necessarily your purpose. It's just what you know because we all don't know our purpose and we all don't know our purpose right away you know um it's just about applying pressure to what influences you influences you the most or what bothers you the most and out of that comes your next step in life or comes your next uh yeah just your next intention on how to change things
1: i really like and i haven't thought of it in those terms before but i like that concept of or the way you phrase it, applying pressure. Mm-hmm. And I think that creates for the, you know, for the creator, it creates some sense of, okay, there's a timeline here, or there's a, you know, there's, there's a ticking clock here. I can't just keep waiting around and waiting around because mm-hmm. you can only apply pressure to something for so long before, before it just dies or it goes away. Mm-hmm. And the way you talk about, um, you know, you were like, okay, what can I do? It was like, well, I'm an artist. Okay, how can I bring art to this? That's a huge thing as well, because I think oftentimes we see something going on that we want to get involved in, and we immediately look at what are all the things that we cannot do, therefore we can't get involved, versus what are the things that we're already doing? What are the things we're already good at, and, and how, how do we just apply it to that situation and bring... You know, whether it's a social cause or just anything, you know, it's just something you enjoy that you want to get, you know, you want to just level up your involvement in. Right. If you look at, okay, what am I already doing or what am I already good at? Then it's, it's, it's not how do I come to that? It's, it's how do I bring that to me? Mm-hmm. And the journey is almost reversed because you don't look at what is, what is there or, or, or what isn't there, therefore it prevents me. You look at what is there, therefore how do I do my version or my execution of this right right martin i know on from i I, th- I think you'll have a lot to say about about this around the the execution piece of this and like kind of what lance was saying was like if it's a video it's two minutes every day if you're yeah. it, it's five minutes every day uh-huh. what we're I guess what was going through your head as you was talking
2: through that. Yeah, that that really stood out to me. Cause I think one of the things that I find so interesting, you're talking about social media being the the place where we can communicate uh to yeah. the world now. And I think it's really interesting because a lot of times, um, all right, we all have these social networks, but we don't know why we have them. We just kind of jump on because everyone was jumping on to Facebook in, in college and suddenly we've got a Facebook, right? And we sit there and we just read everyone else's stuff and judge each post, right? And yeah. we'll say, oh, that friend is too political, so I'm going to hide them, or that friend is always posting, I don't know, relationship photos, so I'm going to block them. And um, and then you kind of ask yourself, well, what do I post? and and then we all come up to our own, you know, understanding of, of what we're doing. And I think what's really interesting is all of these platforms are there for you to express what you believe in. Mm-hmm. But what, we, what most people end up using it for is just to, like, I don't know, humble brag about their food or something. <laughs> and, and what I find really interesting is, like, there is so much – so many mental blocks around – like, let's say you want to create a piece of video every single day. There's a million mental blocks you have to go through to actually build up the ability to post every day. Because you're going to worry about annoying people, or you're going to worry about updating too much, or you're going to worry about XYZ. And I think that's really interesting because there is a lot of noise saying, don't post a lot. But that's why these are there. That's why these things exist in the first place. Oh, yeah. So I find it really interesting that you're saying, like, you know, create that video every day. Post it every day. Who cares um, you need to get your voice out there, right? Like, don't, don't block yourself before, right. you even, or don't, before you even say anything. Or don't judge. Right,
0: exactly, exactly. And don't, don't judge, judge yourself before you even produce anything because, you know, that, that will stop you from doing anything that you want to do because you didn't, you didn't judge it. You, you basically uh, applied yourself to be the critic uh, for everyone else, you know, towards yourself. So basically, you're saying, ah, uh, that's not going to work. Or you start feeling like um, whatever it is that you're speaking upon is already saturated. Uh, we already got enough people who talk about food. We already got enough people who talk about, you know, who's a movie critic or whatever. But, but here's the thing. Even before we had social media, all this was going on. The, the only difference is that it's just it's more accessible to everyone. It's, mm-hmm. it's faster. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's not about how saturated whatever project that you're trying to apply yourself to is, it's about how do you do it by you? You know what I'm saying? And that's what makes it different. That's what makes it unique and special because you're only doing you. You can't do anybody else better than you do you, you know? Um, and, and, And we hear, we hear famous people say things like that. We hear our favorite, you know, writers say something like that. And that's the truth. And there's, here's the thing, there's nothing new up under the sun. Anything that you feel you thought of that, you know, you, it's, it's been done already. It's just how can we do it differently and how does this affect the next person? Because somebody is going to connect to it somewhere, period, point blank.
1: So, what was it, a couple months ago, Lance, you had posted it, you know, it was after another police shooting. Um, mm-hmm. You had written that, or no, sorry, you didn't, you, you wrote a small Facebook note, but you posted that video. And you were basically like, "I'm tired of this. Like, here's my foot in the ground, etc." Yeah. Um, and it was almost like you knew the audience that needed to hear this, and you said it in a way that was accessible to them. It, it wasn't like even like blaming or shaming. It was here's the reality. Mm-hmm. And then for you know an audience of people who haven't personally felt the injustice. What I really liked was you gave an action step for other people and that action step was, you know, it's not just enough to talk about this in a circle with your friends. If you know a police officer, show this to them so that they know what's going on and that okay. they know how someone like me feels. And that was the first time I had seen someone say, hey, t- talk to the people of the law who like, who you know, have brethren more or less that are creating these injustices. And one of my very, you know, one of my best friends is a police officer. And I'll tell you it, like, I, I was like shaking when I sent him the video. Cause I was like, Oh shoot, is he going to think like I don't like him or I don't respect his job or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I sent, you know, I, I sent your video to him. I was like, Hey, this is a friend of mine. I was very moved by what he had to say. And he asked that I share it with, with a police officer if I know one. Um, I, please understand, I greatly respect what you do, and I don't view you as someone who is a quote-unquote cop killer. And, yeah. you know, his response was like, okay, thanks, I'll watch it.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't normally, you know, and, and like we were just saying, like Martin was saying, you know, you have uh, um, people who, You know, do it already. Who do it a lot, or you know, all of a sudden you're you're following somebody on one of your social networks and they start posting all these, you know, political things or whatnot, and you start to kind of get turned off by it. You know, um, so, and and I'm slightly guilty of that. You know, when all of a sudden you see a certain friend all of a sudden going in on something and you just be like, all right, you need to calm down, or all right, it ain't that serious. But uh, I think at that point for me. I had just gotten out of class, again, all summer. I'm like from 8 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. working on acting and, you know, working on a a specific technique with 23 other people. And, you know, we're already emotional all day and everything, you you know, so there's no time for, you know, our phones. There's no time to hop on Facebook. Uh, So I was driving home after class, so it's already like 7 o'clock. And uh, I parked the car and, I was, you know, before I walked upstairs to my apartment, I was like, oh, let me just let me just hop on real quick. Let me just see what's going on in the world because, you know, that's our form of news these days. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it was already a stressful day and I'm just like emotionally available and open. And um, I start scrolling through my feed and, you know, I'm seeing this you know the the next person who uh was shot and killed and i'm I'm thinking like you know this is something old or this you know because the only difference between you know uh the the violence that is that has been happening between police officers and and young black males or um minorities that's not new either. Right. <laughs> the only thing that's new is is the video cameras is you know and, and now how quickly everyone could see it so so the people who never experienced it, one, being black or white or any other color, or the people who either never experiencing it or never having to deal with it, being directly related or seeing it uh, on the news, it's like now in your face. Why? Because somebody somewhere is bothered by it. So whomever you connected with or six degrees of separation and your friends on Facebook, it's, it's going to show up. So now everyone is kind of has an opinion about it. Um, So I saw it and immediately my heart weeped like I was hurt. I was hurt because we just had this issue, you know, last summer. We just had this issue two summers ago. We just had this issue three summers ago where one out of the many is plucked out. From, from the innocent lives that are taken and become, quote unquote, a martyr or, or you know, their story is just heard over the other noise. And, and now, you know, that's what we have to deal with. So it was an automatic response. There was no, uh, uh, I need to say it this way. I need to, um, I, I just, I said what was on my heart and my mind or what I've been thinking and felt like someone else would take care of it you know because because either i felt like one i don't know what to do or two i'm not articulate enough or or three and eh, not too many people matter but then i turn around and you know i know yeah i know what's in my my feed i know my white friends who know me and know how i feel about the world and all that and that's great and cool you know my black friends who who know how i am around them like but no one knows it all together so i i had no thought about it and i just posted it and you know I did find myself editing myself in the middle of, of it because I was angry. So, you know, it, but then I was like, that's not, that's not the point of the video. The point isn't to show what I want to do to people who, who aren't playing by the rules that we created as a society as, as, um, you know, innocent to proven guilty or, you know, at least being able to go through the system before life is taken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What, like, what gives you that right to, to make that decision, regardless if you are scared in the position that you're in or not? Um, So I just wanted to I wanted to take control for me. You know, I wanted to feel like I'm not going to walk the streets. In fear, and like I already have a number of thoughts going on in my mind uh, when I'm when I'm walking and I see a, a cop car goes go by um, or I'm in my car and sirens are are on in the distance. And clearly they're not coming for me. But just in case, are my blinkers working? Hmm. Um, do my brake lights work? Let me <laughs> let me make sure I get all the way over. You know, and, and it's sad that that. Uh, and I'm sure anyone, you don't have to be a minority for this, but anyone who who just kind of feels like, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, mess with the law, but, you know, I know some things are going on, so let me just make sure everything's good. You know, it's sad that we have to be like that when we're not doing anything wrong. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I spoke up and I took responsibility for what I know I do best, which is create art. So in doing that, I want... And I wanted, you know, the next step that I wanted to do is for my art to reflect my heart and my world. So the next group of people are looking back on it and say, and can say, oh, yeah, that's, that's how you use it. Or that's how you influence other people. In fact, I'm sorry if I'm going on about this, but speaking of that video in particular, one of my friends, you know, didn't tell me about this. He just sent it to me last month. Um took that video, took the audio from that video, spliced it, um, and used it as a sample for, he's a a rapper, and used used certain parts from the video to be the beat and the background of his music. And he was like, yo, Lance, I just want to send this to you and make sure you cool with this because I'm about to drop this. And for me, I'm like, after I heard it, I was like, first off, I was like, yo, you don't need my permission. That's, you know what I'm saying? What I put out there is out there now, you know, knowing that, because whatever you put out into, the, into social media, is gone. It's no longer yours, <laughs> you know? Uh, so that was number one. But number two, like what he did with it and to, to know that I inspired someone in my circle to do what they do best and use it as music made me feel like, yes, I am making a difference. Yes, I am applying pressure. Yes, I am involved because I inspire someone. It doesn't have to be 500 people at once. You say what you have to say and you be true to yourself and it will affect someone and that person will do the same thing and it's a ripple effect.
2: Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. And I really like what you're saying because uh, the one phrase that gets thrown around a lot that I really don't like is, um, you know, there's, uh, I'm trying to exactly remember how it's been said, but it's been said a lot of different ways. So basically, it's like the percentage of people whose minds actually change when you post something on Facebook is zero, right? Mm-hmm. And And I think that for the loud voices, for the people who are just like trolls and haters and things like that. That might be true. You're not going to change someone who's willing to troll 800 accounts um, right. <laughs> for an entire week, and you're going to change their mind, right? They're sitting at home because they have to do this for whatever reason in their own head. Um, but for the silent majority of people who are just scrolling through their feeds, reading and trying to understand, I think that that's not true at all. I think there's a lot of people, uh, myself included, who are just observing and watching and reading mm-hmm. and... Maybe not engaging because I don't really know what to say, um, other than like spe- try and be supportive, but um, definitely paying attention and definitely listening and watching and trying to understand these different perspectives that I've maybe not been exposed to.
0: Yeah, yeah and, and that was that was that was me. you know what I'm saying? That was me in the sense of like you know I'm not saying I'm not involved, I'm not saying. Uh, you know, and early on, you know, when going going back to the first uh, <laughs> commercially social injustice public figure of Trayvon Martin, um, you know, that, that, you know, went viral and everyone, you know, with George Zimmerman and whatnot, going back to that, you know, it was it before it was almost like, OK, before I take my position of police acting out or, you know, uh, 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 white people killing black people in the street. Let me try to collect the facts. Let me hear the story. Let me see, well, did he have a weapon? Um, did he, you know what I'm saying? Did he threaten this man's life in some way that made him scared enough to shoot at this man, you know, at this young boy? Uh, because I, and that's a lot of people too. A lot of people jump in and don't have the information needed in order to actually, uh, be effective <laughs> to to make a difference or to be included in the conversation because you're responding emotionally. Uh, you're responding emotionally, and uh, there's there's no logic to it. There's nothing that's going to move the conversation forward and to actually create change. You're just perpetuating the problem. Um, and so 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 sometimes you do have. There are a lot of people out there who do just try to absorb as much as they can. Um, so when the time does, and I, I hope when the time does come, you do have a position on it. You, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that's another thing that the summer program at the School of Steppenwolf has helped me to do for myself as an artist, uh, to say what kind of artist am I? And in order to know that, you have to have an opinion about everything. You have to know, like there is no just, I don't know. There is no just, I don't care. Like if, if, because we all feel it. So it's getting back to that and owning, having ownership of your opinion. So if you look at a, I uh, don't oh, no, no, this just came to me. If you're looking at a k- kitchen table and it's bar height and the color is brown, and when you first walked into the apartment and you saw this bar height kitchen table and it's brown, and for some reason you go, eh, I don't like that. Pay attention to that. Why didn't you like that? know why you didn't like it <laughs> because it's going to help you to to formulate your thought and, and an opinion about something that could help someone else see it differently or see it the same. You know, it's, it's an inkling. It's something that's already in us that, we've, that we already know. But society has taught us to be polite. Society has taught us to be, um, you know, modest or don't say anything or back off or whatever uh, but then you have the other extreme where people just don't shut up and say whatever is on their mind and mm-hmm. you know and it doesn't make sense uh, you're just lashing out
2: uh, yeah and there's, there's something because we I, you know I come from the tech side and one of the things one of the big things in the tech side is like you know if you don't know the answer just say I don't know and failure is always learning and all these different things right mm-hmm. and there's always like kind of quotes and one of the things I heard recently um is that I don't know is lazy. It's, it's the lazy way out. It's basically mm-hmm. saying like, oh, I don't, I don't have all the facts, so I can't have an opinion, so I'm not going to be able to contribute, so I guess we're not going to move forward. <laughs> and and at the end of the day, it's like you can say I don't know, but that's not okay anymore. Like saying right. I don't know means, the, the correct response to that is, I don't know, let me go find out. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: I think as well, so... Um, Recently, I was listening to someone talk. Um, I've been doing some, I've been working with some military veteran entrepreneurs, advising them uh, through this uh, like curriculum that they're part of through this incubator called Bunker Labs. And one of the guys who came in and spoke last week during the, uh, the session was talking about sales and how to sell your company or so how, to, you know, how to sell your product or service, which is very much taking action, right? How do you talk to someone about what you're doing and convince them of something? and get them to buy from you. And he was like, you know what? He's like, you know what fucking pisses me off is when someone starts a business and then they say, oh, but I'm not a salesperson. I'm just gonna hire someone to do that for me because I don't really like sales. And he's like, are you kidding me? You're telling me you're not willing to sell the thing that you've come up with? Then get the fuck out of the room. You do not deserve (laughs) to be there. You should like go bury your idea then if you're not willing to sell your own idea. And right. If you're scared and any of that stuff, I don't give a shit, get over it right. Put yourself out there because yeah. if your best plan is to have someone else do that for you because you don't know how to talk about your own business, you don't deserve to be an entrepreneur
0: Oh yeah, yeah, especially if you created it like what what was what's your purpose with yeah. that? you know helping being passionate about what you believe in most and helping people you can't i I want to make sure I'm clear with that because you can't make people see it your way. Uh, I think we're kind of running into that in our in our politics today mm-hmm. and our presidential candidates. but I think what makes what makes people attracted to uh, the thing that you believe in most is how passionate you are and how accessible you make it to. Um, your audience. Uh, so when you do that, when you show how much this is either affecting your life or changing your life, um, just how you relate to it, uh, then excites people or or you know it moves people. It just does.
1: And that, yeah, that's a huge part there. And Martin and I, have, you know, talked about this at length in the past. Is the idea of like the perspective in which you have and owning that perspective. So I think where people get tripped up is whether it's a cause they wanna get involved in, a career move they wanna make, or a business they wanna do, or an art or whatever that might be, is they, they prevent themselves from taking action or getting started because they're not an expert at it. And they let that idea of expertise bring them back from ever getting started. But how do you gain expertise in something? Well, you do it, and then you do it again, and then you keep on doing it to the point where you build up a certain level of expertise. But all the while, you know, your starting point is, here's what I think about this. And then you continue to just better develop and better form your own opinion on something. I mean, if you look at like someone like say like take Tony Robbins, there are facts like brought into what he's doing. But at the end of the day, like he's just sharing his opinion of how you should live your life. Right. Oh yeah. It's not, it's not like a science, like, you know, his motivation seminars, it's not an exact science. And All he's doing is saying, this is how I think it should be done. And people Mm -hmm. get on board with that because he kept saying, this is how I think it should be done. He gained certain clout and popularity, et cetera.
0: But, you know, my my thoughts on that is that, you know, uh, another thing that uh, we as a a culture right now run into is that uh, we have a lot of people who automatically think they're an expert because we do have the tools, you know, everything is easily accessible to us now. So if you do want to just make videos, or if you do just want to, you know, write music, you know, we have these applications and these, you know, technology has made everything easy to just do it ourselves that people forget to actually put in the energy and the work to uh, absorb uh, those other things around you and which you're trying to partake in. Uh, if it's, uh, so if it's music, you know, open yourself up, you know, and, and stop taking yourself to be the expert automatically. You know what I'm saying? We've, you know, what Martin was saying, like, there was a time where, you know, in saying, I don't know, uh, you let, but let me find out, you know, where that was the strongest thing or where I don't know. And, oh, it's okay. Um, well now it's like, I don't know. And I don't care. I, I'll figure it out on my own. It's like, no, it, like Listen to the other people who are doing podcasts. Listen to a wide spectrum of podcasts and, um, you know, absorb that as a sponge and, and take what you can, leave what you don't. Don't judge it. Just take it. Music, you know, if you're, if you're either a producer or a songwriter or a singer, you know, listen to all genres of music. Absorb it. Don't judge it. Just absorb it. Know what you like. Know what you don't like, but still listen to what you don't like. Take what you need. Leave the rest and then create, because you have a starting point, you have a foundation, you know, you took action in, in trying to know what's, how did you get to where you are? Or how did, get, or how did uh, music or acting or poetry get to where it is today? You know, where is the history? And I think overall, if we're talking about social injustice, Uh, If we're talking about um, um, anything in the arts, like, I don't know, it's something about people not wanting to really understand the history, you know, to know where it comes from and why it's working the way that it is. And especially when we're looking at our politics today, like, if we actually pay attention to the history, we will see that this is not new. This has been here. We're in the same situation. So, y'all, if we pay attention to that, hmm, how did that play out? Oh, didn't like that. So let's, let's actually use that to our advantage and do it differently. But it, it's weird because as human beings, we, we still repeat the same mistakes and we still do the same things. But it, and don't get me wrong, there have been a number of breakthroughs and a number of things where we have learned from history. But uh, I would say overall, and I just want to keep going back to our politics right now. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're repeating the same mistakes. And my lady, um, my, my girlfriend, um, she she is a social worker and she is one of the smartest human beings that I know. And um one of the things that she talks about is uh people finding their their medium and you know, almost like, like their purpose, uh like what they do best and uh how to use that uh in order to create change, you know. Um
1: Well yeah, and I think you know, let's, you know, whatever endeavor someone's going to pursue, whatever craft they're going to pursue, um, finding what medium works best for you is a little bit of a process, but it's important just you know, like for example, I've had, I've talked to a handful of people before who have told me they want to start a podcast, but then they say they don't listen to podcasts.
2: And yeah. makes
1: you think like you're going to want to continue to pursue something that you don't enjoy already. Like you don't right. enjoy being part of it. Why would you want to like create and make your own podcast. like, Cause you're not gonna immerse yourself in that world at all to learn how to
0: do it better once you start. Yeah. Well, cause you hear well, other people are doing and I hear so much about it. Shoot, well I can do it too. Yeah,
1: instead it <laughs> it's like, okay, well what do you care to talk about? Okay. It doesn't have to be a podcast just cause people have podcasts. Yeah. Could you write a medium article? Could you do a two minute, you know, video? Could you do a Facebook live video? Not any of that stuff. Um, it, it's It really is. It's understanding like what's, what's the channel or what's the avenue that is going to work for you. And some of that takes just testing, right? Yeah. Maybe you do oh, yeah. like podcasts, but then you realize podcasting yourself is not the best format after you try it. And that's okay, right? You just – you got to give yourself the ability to um, – it's almost like you have to give yourself the ability to fail at it, to yep. know what you're going to like and know what you're going to be good at. And kind of like what we were talking about at the beginning was how you had mentioned like, you know, you churn out like whether it's two minutes a day of a video or, you know, write a blog post every day, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the vo- and we've talked about it. We talked this actually on, our, on a couple episodes ago with Jason Bay when we were talking about creativity um, and the idea of pumping out volume and quantity over quality when you are just getting started, which is very true. And I think what's what's even what that allows you to do. Is create waste, and I think mm. you only really get good at something once you begin creating waste in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, when I say creating waste, uh, what I mean is, um, you're doing enough of it that you have things you can throw away, because mm-hmm. not every single, you know, output is the only time you're doing it, and everyone's going to see it.
0: I you like have, that. You know, you have.
1: Yeah. And and what I was talking about in that episode was like, you know, there are rap verses I've written that I've never recorded, or there are rap verses I've recorded that didn't make it onto the final version of the song. Right. Because when you do enough of it, like, you just keep pumping it out, and you give yourself that ability to create waste. And from the waste is how you, you're like, wait, but let me take the two lines from that, and then combine it with these eight other lines I thought of the other day, and now I've got the verse I really want.
2: Mm. Yeah, and I think think one of the things there, like, we've been doing this podcast for a long time now, and one of the reasons people don't take action is because they don't, like, oh, I can't take action until I have all the information, until I fully figured out everything, which is impossible because things are constantly changing, right? There's always new information, there's always stuff that you don't know, and the world is evolving, so... Like, I'll go back and listen to stuff from season one, and I'll roll my eyes at some of the things that I've said. And I'm sure two years from now, I'll roll my eyes at some of the things I'm saying right now. And I think that there's just, like, if I come back two years from now, and I have the exact same opinions, 100%, then I'm not growing. Then I'm not listening to other people. Then I'm not open-minded. And I think that's limiting. So it almost, like... Knowing that your mind will change as you do this more and knowing that there's room to grow and What you're doing is putting a stake in the ground so you can see how much you've grown over time I think is really important. Oh, yeah
1: There was actually I was watching earlier today um, Gary Vaynerchuk had on the ask Gary V show he had Simon Sinek as his guest and one of the viewers submitted a question Uh, He was like 22 years old and he was like so at what point can I start Uh, He's like, you know, I'm I'm young. How can I establish any credibility in what I'm trying to do? Uh, Who's going to listen to me because I'm 22 years old? And their response to him was, "Share your journey. Don't speak." And and there are these people who are like 21 year old, like business coaches, (laughs) and and their and their business is I'm going to coach you on how you can charge 20k for clients, or and 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 your business is going to be how do you charge 20k for clients. Uh, and it's just like, it goes down and down the ladder and there's no actual like real business there. Wow. It's, it's just a business of, Hey, I'm going to show you how to do this so that you can show other people how to do this so that you can show other people how to do this, et cetera. Right. Um, and you know, these people are, you know, they don't really have much context or experience of the world. And you know, 21, 22 is an arbitrary number, but, but what they were saying was share where you are at in the journey. Here's what I learned today. I'm really excited about this thing I learned today. I can't wait to keep on learning more about this. Yeah, That's the stuff. Because what happens is, and you know, they said this, and it's something I've been thinking about recently too, is people want to know that they can relate to you. People want to know that you're humble. And I think the worst feeling a person can get is the feeling that they've been had. Like the wool was pulled over their eyes. Like, I thought you were this, and then I found out you were this. Like, don't make people feel like suckers. And if, you, if the first thing you do is you say, I know everything about this topic, people are going to be made out to be suckers when you, you don't know, know a few days time. later, a few months later, realize you don't know what you're talking about. But if yeah. you just start to share with people, here's, where I, here's what I'm doing, here's what I like about it, et cetera. It make, and it makes it easier on yourself, too. There's way less pressure. You don't have to know. Like, if you don't put the pressure on yourself that you have to know everything, but you say, here's what I know about it, here's what I've learned, here's my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm
1: it makes it that much easier and you, and you don't, um, you know, we talked about earlier was almost like shooting yourself, being like, like being the critic for everyone else of your own stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's something that prevents people a ton because you think what you're doing is the only time you'll ever do this. and It has to be perfect. And you know, it's cliche to say like, Oh, I'm my own worst critic, but like everyone is their own worst critic. And I always like, I like to tell people like, don't shoot yourself down before you've even, put something out there. Like don't like, like don't let your mind put yourself down and shoot down your idea or whatever before anyone else has had the chance to put it down. Because that's just a safety mechanism we're doing for ourselves. Yeah. It's, it's an ego protection mechanism. Let their like let other people tell you, hey, this sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're not gonna know how to get better until someone tells you this is not good.
0: Yep. Agree. I, I think it's it's crazy because we get so caught up, like you say, you know we get so caught up in getting it right the first time um that you end up not doing anything because it's like you know you you've judged it already, um, but it's also being around uh, it's being around like minds, right like uh, creating being around the energy that you need to constantly uh, push your, push yourself to inspire yourself. Uh, so finding group mind, uh, that was a big thing that we went over this summer, because that brings the best out of you and it pushes you to uh, be the best you that you can be. To there's nothing wrong with healthy competition when when we're talking about you know uh, creating something right, like to be better at something. Uh, so when you find group mind, when you find uh, like minds, uh, it's an exciting thing um, because it, it allows your Enter you to step aside and say, "I need to match that. I need to be above that, uh, and keep going." Like you know, so that's that's the exciting thing. Regardless if you're uh, writing raps or writing poetry or writing music or whatever, you know, you just find people who inspire you and you work with those people uh, instead of thinking, you know, oh, it's just me and I gotta, I gotta be the best me I could be and can't nobody beat. You know what I'm saying? You you gotta find those people who who say, "No, you're better than me." I want and that's another, like we no longer have uh, mentors uh, the way that it used to be. You know, uh, people who would pass on the plethora of information, and knowledge that they have and uh, the mentees who thirst for that and to say, okay, I will take that information and I will expand on that, or I will find the holes in that and, and, and make it better. Because I don't know, it's, it's something about this individuality that, that social media has also fed on uh, as our weakness. You know, it's like, I'm an individual. I, there's no one like me and no one who thinks like me or does it like me. Therefore, welcome to my world. You know, uh, it's this weird contradiction.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I guess, expi- I don't know if I'm following there. Explain that a little bit more.
0: More so in the sense of uh, in relation to um, being open to information uh, in whatever it is that you're trying – whatever medium you're expressing
2: yourself in. Um, I I totally get what you're saying here. You're talking about confirmation bias where it's like – right. If, if I say things – I mean it's, it's interesting because it's a lot of what you know, we've taught with Idea Lemon over the years, which is like you, you don't have to appeal to everyone. You just have to appeal to the people who agree with you. And the thing about that though uh, – and this goes against um, – or this is kind of touching on what you said earlier, which is listen to what you don't like. If you surround yourself with only people who think and do the same things that you think and do, then you're going to have the confirmation bias which will leave out details. Mm -hmm. Um, details that are necessary in order to keep growing. And that's why I kind of, you know, part of what's so great about these conversations and and what's so great about constantly asking questions and constantly recording what you do and going back and seeing how much you've changed is you get to fight your own confirmation bias. I mean, you could use it to sort of reinforce yourself every day if you record your own things and then listen to all your own things only. Um, But if you're constantly seeking out new ideas in order to challenge what you believe... Um, And listening to what you don't like, then you kind of build out both like the confidence in your own convictions and your own thoughts, you know, walking in and saying that I don't like that chair for whatever reason. Um, But also keeping that ear open for the things that you don't like to hear that go against what you're saying.
1: Right. Well, and I think it's it's really more a matter because like I fully believe like you should surround yourself with like minded people. Otherwise, you're just going to be frustrated
2: all the time. (laughs) Well, it's but, like-minded but, in thinking. It's like-minded yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, question.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's that. It's not, I only hang out with people who-
2: Like Cheerios. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's, or I guess a more extreme version is like, like, this is how like hate groups form, right? It's because they, right. they only, they have that view of the world. But it's, it's less about, hey, this is, you know, like this group of people is terrible or mm. this group of people is great or whatever. It's just more about like, you have like-mindedness in the sense of like, hey- we are, everyone in this group of people is willing to be challenged. Everyone yeah. in this group of people is willing to call you on your bullshit and ask questions and that kind exactly.
0: of stuff. Exactly. And that's what I mean by like mind. You know, yeah. uh, again, that push you, that inspire you, that, you know, question you, you know, and not to, to see things differently, you know, to constantly keep your mind open, not to not to close you off in a sense of saying, oh, no, I found I found my group of people who only like Nike.
2: Yeah, and, and that allow you to fail without thinking you're a bad person. Like, saying the wrong thing or asking a question that's, like, on the edge isn't a bad thing if you're coming at it from a, please correct me, please tell me what I don't know. Right.
1: And, and this is just something that I think I've realized over the last couple of months from, you know, working on building a business over the last couple of years is uh, I think one of the things I did very wrong was was that like you get so caught up in what you're doing that the confirmation bias starts to set in, but almost to the point where you, um, where like, I know what I did for a little while was um, almost intentionally block out opposing viewpoints in certain areas, er- basically almost in the areas where I was like least confident is where I would block out the opposing viewpoint because yeah. you don't want to hear like, Hey, this is what you're spending all your time on. Uh, do it differently? Or why, like, why aren't you doing it this way? And you start to subscribe to like a handful of people's philosophies. And then you only take those people's philosophies and, and, and you take it as like gospel almost. Yeah. But that's how you, you know, your mindset becomes very almost close minded. Yeah. And then you think you're being open minded. But you're being open-minded to, like, the four people who you said, I'm going to accept what they have to say.
0: <laughs> right. Like, for some reason, their criticism was the only ones that, you know, was important to you at the time. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think, and I think it's, uh, and I don't know, Martin, if you agree, but that's almost like, I don't know if it's a byproduct or something to be on the lookout for once you really, like, step, step forward into something. Is that... You know, for as much as I like, I would like to, I guess, pride myself on surrounding myself with people who will challenge me and things like that is letting people into the weeds too, so that you can be challenged on the things that you don't necessarily want to be challenged on. And that might be like a byproduct of just like, once you get into deep into what you're doing, that that's, that's something that happens. I don't know if you agree with
2: that. At a certain point, people switch from challenging you to supporting or to just you know, letting you do your thing. Right. <laughs> like right. that's, that's, uh, if, if someone challenges you three or four times and you're not willing to budge, they just will give you the nod. Yes. And stop engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard cause that, that no one will tell you, <laughs> yeah. right. no, one will, no one will tell you once they've stopped, uh, trying, they'll uh, just stop trying. And, then,
1: and kind of what that comes back to is something that I know is, prevalent in the entrepreneurship world or the saying rather is uh fall in love with the problem not the solution which is you know i guess it's it's one of my favorite quotes um because the no it has to be this way is all you're you're only married to your idea in the specific way you think it should be done and you're not you you close yourself off to those opposing viewpoints and and ways you could be better like i was just watching shark tank last night and this woman, had, show.
0: I love that show. Yeah, I, I, like, <laughs> I, like,
1: I just like, I literally watch that and then like mentally take notes every time. Yeah. Um, Cause I think it's just, it's a great lesson in just communication almost more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but this woman had come up with this idea for uh, basically like designer hospital gowns for pregnant women. Um, nice. so that, you know, like they don't have like their back exposed so they, you know, can feel beautiful like while giving birth, that kind of stuff while breastfeeding, et cetera. Um, pretty decent idea. And then she was like, so like, they kept saying like, uh, would you do it like, like, how about instead of, uh, what you have now, uh, where it's a snapback, what about doing three different sizes? So that way you can, uh, basically lower your cost of production and sell more of these. And she's like, no, this is high end. I can't do that. And they were like, you know, like they kept trying to, like, give suggestions and say, would you be open to this? She kept saying, no, no, I can't do that. So on that grounds, like, four of the five sharks were like, you know what? I think you're too married to this. You are not going to keep an open mind, so I cannot work with you. And then Barbara hops in, and she's like, I agree with everyone here. You're close-minded. I think you have a good product here, and I will offer you, you know, whatever it was. Uh, let's say it was like 40 k for... 45% of your business on these three conditions. And here's my test to you on your open-mindedness. One, you'll keep an open mind about um, changing the size options. And then she gave two other, you know, two and three, she gave two other things about she needs her to keep an open mind on. And the, the person pitching, she was like, okay, I will keep an open mind about that. And then Barbara's like, you mean that? You're not just saying it. She's like, hmm. yes, I mean it. And so then Barbara's was like, okay, so here's my offer. And whatever it was, 40K for 45% of the business. And this woman went in looking to only give up like 15% of her company. And so what was like amazing, like, you know, if you're watching the show, and like you're, you know, you're engrossed in like the emotions and the moment of. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, oh my God, no way. She's getting an offer. Like, this is insane. Like, you wouldn't have expected this based right. on the reactions
0: and everything. And then the decision where they're like, what do I do? What do I yeah, do? And, and,
1: then, and then she's like. <laughs> that's too much equity. Are you willing to come down?
0: <laughs> and then Barbara's like, get
1: out of my face. I'm right. out. And then, and then when they do like the testimonial afterwards, you know, when they're just talking to the camera, yep. she's like, you know, at the end of the day, that was too much money to, or too much equity to give up from my company. And I just don't see this product as having three different sizes. I see this as having a snapback. And I'm like, so like, so you just negated every, like you just lied to Barbara when you said you'd keep right. an open mind to those things only, yeah, things only to see what she'd have to
0: say. So, uh and, and in that case, you know, because you a lot of those people, you know, they they do they come on passionate. They come on, you know, seeing it their way because that's what's what has gotten them that far. You know what I'm saying? And now but when you, but when you open yourself up to expansion, you have to also open your mind. You know, you also have to be willing to make some more sacrifices to grow that business. And I think uh, you do have uh, a number of people that they bring on that that think they want that, (laughs) that want to start including other, you know, brilliant people in that field. Uh, But then they're like, no, I'm not ready yet. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not ready to let somebody else touch my baby, you know, my passion, my dreams and what has, what I've held on to for the last four years.
1: Right. And a lot of that comes back to like, figure out what's like, I guess in the business sense, like what execution makes sense for you? And I don't mean that to say like like in her case, I thought she was super close-minded in a bad way. But I mean like people want to start something now and they're like, okay, I got to get an investment because that's what I see on TV is people need investments to start businesses. And it's like, no, like that's if you're trying to do like a scalable startup that you ultimately want to sell. Yeah. But there are plenty of businesses that are quote-unquote small businesses where the person's able to pay themselves handsomely but they have no intention of ever selling their business because they enjoy it and they don't need to bring on investors for that. But that's where you got to make that decision of, all right, here's my idea. What execution could work for me and how do I keep an open mind to what's out there so I can find what's the best execution for me? Not just, okay, well, they do it on TV this way, therefore, that's how it's got to be done.
0: Yeah. And in, in the business sense, it's finding that fine line between, you know, and how do I keep this true to me and... You know, how do I get bigger expansion, go commercial, and still keep it true to me? Because then you have a lot of people where the intention or the product starts off so good, but you get so big and so commercial that it's it's whatever. You know, you get so caught up in the dollar sign, like, it just becomes something totally different, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. All
1: right. We need to wrap up. Before we do, Lance, let our listeners know um, where they can find you and what you're working
0: on. Yeah. So, uh Find me on Facebook, <laughs> Lance Newton. You know, I try to, I'm, I'm trying to get a lot better at self promoting, like whatever projects that I'm working on or whatnot. I, I've, I uh, I don't know, sometimes I feel a little out of place when I'm constantly telling people, hey guys, here's what I'm up to. But again, that's me judging it before I just be like, yo, no, this is what I'm working on.
1: Right. Come check me out. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, uh, you can find me on Facebook. I uh, don't have a website yet, still working on that. But um, currently, uh, I'll be working with Steppenwolf. We're doing uh, a reading, I want to say, October 3rd uh, with this play called uh, The Guard by Jessica Dickey. Um, and it's uh, I think that's a Monday, October 3rd at 3 p.m. Um, and these uh, this is a show that they're trying to figure out if it's going to be in um, their season next year, you know, if it's going to be a main stage or whatnot. Um, so I'm excited about that. That's October 3rd. And then October 7th, um, this is information that I just got. I'll be uh, working with the Goodman Theater, um, working on a play by Christiana Ray. Uh, she is actually very involved in the community and um the Black Lives Matter community. And uh uh she she has another project that she works on with um uh Sex Matters movement kind of thing. Like this girl is like phenomenal. Um, so you can look her up, Christiana Ray. She's like Dopeness. She does a lot of stuff, but she's also a playwright and she's working with the Goodman on um, uh, Fluorescent and Canfield. Uh, so I'll be working on that October 7th. I think that is a Saturday um, and that is at uh, October 7th and 8th and at 2 p.m. Um, so those are my, my two projects that I'm working on currently. Other than that, uh, I'm trying to uh, produce a uh, this Social response video uh, called "Untamed Tongue" uh, that that is a reaction piece to the social injustice. So hopefully that is up before I'm trying to get it up before elections. Um, but you know, um, with these other projects, it may not happen until uh, the end of the year. So just be on the lookout for that "Untamed Tongue," and that's it. That's all.
1: Be on the lookout because Lance Newton's about to blow.
0: Word.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So to wrap up our conversation, then we'll go around, give our, give our answer to today's question, which is how do you take action? We'll start with Martin and Lance will close with you. Martin, how do you take action?
2: I love what Lance said earlier about listen to what you don't like. Um, I mean, we, Anyone who's a creator, anyone who's out there doing stuff, like we are building our own confirmation biases every single day, every time we create something new. So I don't have to worry about that. We're going to do that anyway. So now we just need to keep that ear open for the things we don't like and even solicit it uh, when people aren't giving it to us. So one of the things that we used to do every time we gave a talk uh, with Idealum, and we would do our art of awesome, and at the end I would say, And are there any questions? And does anyone want to call us out on some BS that we've said today that maybe you've heard a differing perspective on? Uh, Because I always found that really interesting uh, because there are so many different opinions, right? Like there's a million different ways to execute the same thing. Like everyone can come at it from a different perspective. So we're sharing ours. What else have you heard? How does it compare? Which one's right for you? So I just, I love that concept of listen to what you don't like, whether it's music, whether it's politics, whether it's work, whatever it is. We covered a lot of topics today, but always listen to what you don't like because you'll be building confirmation bias on your own every day anyway.
1: Awesome. My answer for how do you take action? It's a couple things. One, it's, um, it's that idea of what, Skills or talents, or what are you already doing that you can just rope into the thing you care about as opposed to telling yourself, well, I don't have X, I can't do Y, therefore I can't take action, therefore I can't get involved. Um, instead of looking at what you don't have, look at what you do have and what you already are doing and just you know tweak it so it applies to what you care about. And then number two, uh, I really think it's the notion of starting small uh, um, yeah all you did Lance when you posted that video to get me to send it to my police officer friend was take a video with your phone in a parking yeah. lot <laughs> yeah you <know? laughs> like you didn't you didn't professionally produce it or anything like that you took a video on your phone in a parking lot and it got me to to, to take the action that you wanted you know your, your viewer to take and I think so often we think of something, and then we get we get caught up in the grandiose idea of it, and right? Because all we ever see, like like especially when I'm working with these entrepreneurs, when I the example I love telling them is is just like Uber. All Uber started with was they they were trying to prove can we get people to get a stranger to pick you up through your phone. There was not. Uber XL, Uber X, Uber, you know, Uber pool, uh, Uber Eats, all that stuff. It was yeah. just one service, one functionality at first. Then once they proved that, they added a second functionality. So for whatever it is that you want to pursue or take action on, just find the smallest execution of it and do that first.
0: I like that. Agree.
1: Lance, how do you take action?
0: How do you take action? Ah, so many ways to take action, <laughs> but I would say um for me, it's, uh, you know, what we've just discussed, uh, you know, and everything that I've heard, you know, Martin say and Raj say, it's, uh, uh love your journey, man. Know, you know, have an opinion about everything and, and enjoy the journey, avoid, uh, instant gratification. Um, and, and just, yeah, uh, you know, realize the importance of failure, you know, be willing to fail, um. And just apply pressure, apply pressure to what moves you, what makes you tick. And that could be anything, you know, uh, even food. If, if, if it's something, if you like food porn and, you know what I'm saying, taking pictures of it and you're a critic in that way, then keep finding different ways to do that because that's, it's, it's all important. It all matters. Don't, don't feel everything is saturated. And because it's saturated, you choose not to do it. If it's saturated, choose to do it and do it the way you do it. Be you. Take action and be you.
1: You know what? I'm gonna break format for a second here. I don't. I want to just extend this for like two or three more minutes because what we didn't talk about that I remembered as you were saying that was you auditioned for Chicago's Hamilton a few months ago <laughs> and you went <laughs> like for a home <laughs> run like you auditioned for Aaron Burr. That was a huge step forward in taking action. Yeah. Can you just man. Real quick, talk us through. <laughs> How you decided to do that, why you went for, you know, like second lead and what the process was like. Uh,
0: yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, I'm not a uh, huge sing and dance person. Like I do music theater, but I'm not like huge in it. But I mean, we all know that. That I mean, if you don't know that musical, please check it out. I mean, it's a it's a Grammy Award winning you know it's it's just amazing what this man has done for music theater with hip hop and R&B and American history <laughs> so uh the the minute I heard that and knew that was coming, I was like, I just got to give it a shot. Um, and my agent, who is uh, phenomenal in Chicago, like she works hard for her talent and getting people in the room. <laughs> like, in the uh, room
1: where it the, happens. <laughs> right, right.
0: So she got me in the room. And um, they had already finished there because they did like this national call. Uh, so they had already finished all this. And they were just like, you know, you know, and they know she made sure they knew I rap and saw some of the things that I do. So they really liked that. So they were like, hey, just – Uh, just bring them into the callback. We'll just call them back, bring them in, which is dope because it's like, you know, I didn't have to go through the filtration system of, you know, all these, you know, the general call. Uh, So I was just in the callback room. The thing with that is they had me learn five. I think I had uh, maybe three days, might've been four, but three or four days, uh, five songs from, from the uh, musical plus a song of my choice. Um, So I had, Four days at most to put this package together to go in the room and to perform this, uh, and uh, it was very nerve wracking. <laughs> I was I was really scared, but uh, I got through it. Um, and yeah, I, I just made sure I was in there having fun, man. I, you know, I, I can sing. I can't sing, but I could sing. <laughs> um, but so I could act the hell out of a song. So I was I was going in it, and I was spitting the verses and you know. Um, so to get to that point. You know, because I've, I've been acting in Chicago now. This is my fifth year in Chicago. I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. Chicago is my artistic home. Um, this place has done so much. I've, I went union here. I'm SAG. I'm Equity. Uh, I've done television for Chicago Fire and Sirens and commercials for T-Mobile. So Chicago has done a lot for me. So to go from, you know, being able to just say I want to be in Chicago acting to I'm in Chicago and I'm getting called into these major studios and these major productions um, and these... Eh, and to be a part of this artistic world, um, it's combating my fears, um, realizing the importance of failure, understanding my fears, learning as I go, um, and and putting my my best foot forward. Always being ready, so I don't have to get ready. Um, and that's you know that's almost a cliche in itself. You hear that, but it's true. The more you're ready before it happens, um, the more you're able to access the best you when you're put in the position uh, put in the situation to make something happen Um, so yeah that's how I I, I ended up auditioning for Aaron Burr sir (laughs) (laughs) sir, (laughs) as you were
1: (laughs) so so in essence don't throw away your shot
0: don't throw away your shot Lance Newton,
1: Lancelot Newton thank you for joining us
0: thank you guys it's it's a pleasure I was was scared look this was another thing that I was scared for but we got through it (laughs) I hope I gave, you know, some good information and thank you guys because hearing it back and hearing what you guys had to say, yeah, I I took some notes, so this is exciting to move me forward, so thank you.
1: That wrapped up our conversation with Lancelot Newton Lance. Thank you so much for joining us and exploring with us this whole concept of taking action on things like social causes, political causes, and then just even things in our day-to-day lives and careers. Did you, the listener, enjoy this episode? If so, the best compliment you can give us is a rating and review on iTunes, as well as subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen to, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the various other podcasting players out there. Ratings and reviews and subscriptions drive us up in the search rankings, which means more people get to find the show, and thus, more people can discover their inner awesome. For full references, resources, and topics discussed on this episode, plus Lance's contact information, you can find the full show notes listed at idealemon.com. That'll do it for this one. Thank you again to Lancelot Newton for joining us. For Martin McGovern, I am Raji Nathan. You have been listening to the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. We will see you next time. But in the meantime, take care. And be awesome today. Welcome to the party. We bout to get it on. Leave your worries at the door. We bout to get gone. on. Ricardo Lamone in the bone. Give me some tone. Perry smoke smoking the strong. Give me Patron in the zone. Shorty that I'm listening up on. The snake charmer. She made my black snake moan. I gotta have her. See her. Then I grab her. She turned me to a body snatcher. Dude thought he had her. At the party, but she left with the dine. at the party after. The party don't start to the after party. When your life is a party, you don't have the party
0: know when I'm waking, I'm taking a couple shots My life is celebration Here's a toast to party people in the nation